<laughs> All right, Matthew. Mark, Luke, John. Oh, Acts. I didn't hear him. Romans, Corinthians, Galatians. Which Corinthians? Galatians. Ephesians? Philippians. Colossians. First and second Thessalonians. First and second Timothy. Titus, Philemon, Hebrews. James. First and second Peter. First and second third John. Two. Revelation. Good. Emma. Matthew. Mark. Luke. John. Acts. Romans. First and second Corinthians. Galatians. Oh, Ephesians. Philippians. Uh, Hebrews. To the church at Colossus. Colossus. Colla. Oh, Colossians. Colossians. First and second Thessalonians. James. No. <laughs> uh, first and second Thessalonians. Yes. Titus. Hebrews. James. First and second. Peter. First, second, third. John. Jude. Revelation. Yes, good. And. Matthew. Luke, John, Acts, Romans. 1st and 2nd Corinthians. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Col Colossians. Yes. 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus. Philemon, Hebrews, James, 1st and 2nd. Yes. 1st and 2nd. John, wait, wait. 1st and 2nd. Wait. It's the name of a black cat that all little kids love. In books. He's, I think he's got blue whiskers or something. Blank the cat. Pete. First and second. What's a, what's a longer form of the name Pete? Peter. Peter Rabbit. Yeah, so... Yes. Or second and third John. Sure. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now you're starting to get good at these. So here's when we start doing this fun thing. Are you ready? Yes. The lightning round. I wanted to do it Matthew. Mark. Luke. John. X. What is the round? Oh, Corinthians. Ephesians. Galatians. Ephesians. Philippians. Yes. Colossians. First and second Thessalonians. First and second Timothy. Titus. Philemon. Hebrews. James. First and second Peter. First and second John. June. Revelation. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. It is easier to do the lightning round with the New Testament than it is with the Old Testament. And then when we get really good, we'll do things like this. Liam, why don't you tell me the names of the epistles of Paul to the churches. <laughs> okay. I don't really need you to tell me that, but I'm doing this to show you that eventually we're just going to start doing it by book group, not by book name. So if I said to Emma, Emma, tell me the names of the Gospels and Acts, you would say, correct. That's the easy one. Mm -hmm. 
I guess you're my favorite tonight. <laughs> okay. Catechism. Now, this is the first night of catechism. Mm. So here's how the catechism works. I will ask you the question, and then you all get to answer together. And what happens if it's not up to par? We have to say it um, not at the same time. Like we have to go Individually, yeah. yes. I will make everybody say it all by themselves, and I'll go down the line and do it. We have never had to do it. Let me tell you something. When I was in catechesis, that's just how we did it every time. Catechesis. Uh, yes, that's what this is. Catechesis is, is when you come to learn. This is midweek catechesis. And then you go through the catechumenate, which is more catechesis. And then, because you are all catechumens. A catechumen is a what? A faith baby. <laughs> That's what you are. You're faith babies. Faith and then, and then when you get enough school, you graduate, and you—that's when you are confirmed. When the church says you have learned enough, you're not a faith baby anymore. No, you're a faith big boy and a faith big girl. And then you spend the rest of your life in first grade learning and learning and learning and learning and learning. But you don't need to learn the basics, like how to hold a pencil, because that's what all of this is. The very, very, very bare minimum basics. Catechesis and you are catechumens. And if you are, it's right on your book too, by the way. If you look at your book, it says catechumen edition. But my book says catechist edition because I am the catechist the Why one because I am the teacher but you are the catechumens the learners the biggest thing is that my book has all of the notes all right what is the introduction to the Lord's Prayer our Father who art in heaven easy what does this mean with these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that He is our true Father and that we are His true children. So that, with all boldness and confidence, we may ask Him as dear children as their dear Father. Hey, good. I didn't do it. I forgot. I thought you meant that, and I even went to the podcast. And I was upset because I couldn't remember it. And I knew I didn't have nobody to talk to. Because Mason's not in this class no more. Neither is Sophie. So, you have, I thought it was that. Memphis, you have my telephone number. I know. You can I just text me. But then I went to the podcast. You can just text the teacher directly. I went to the podcast praying that it would work through Apple Podcasts. Did it. And then said, oh, is it on Spotify? Oh, you guys are on Spotify? That's great. I so guess. Okay. If you, if you are ever confused about what you're supposed to know, you can look in two places. This is for your terms and for what you're supposed to learn by heart. Well, then, then, you can be, you, then you can take this one home with you. Your parents have yours. Yeah, this is sort of meant for parents because that way you can't hide. Your parents know what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> okay, so today is lesson... Four, three, four. Today's lesson four. So here's what you're supposed to know. The Lord's Prayer introduction, which is, Our Father who art in heaven, what does this mean? 
And then these terms, the Holy Christian Church through the communion of saints. Now that's also in your book, whatever lesson that you're on, look at lesson three, that's the one from last week, and it'll tell you, here are all of the terms, and here is the learn by heart. So if you're ever confused about what it is you're supposed to know, your book has all of the answers in it for every single lesson, and this little schedule also has all of the answers in it too. There you go, Memphis, just take that. Okay, let's do this one more time, because that was so good, I want to hear it and relish in how beautifully you said that. Oh, no. What is the introduction to the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven. What does this mean? With these words, God tenderly invites us to believe yes. that He is our true Father and that we are His true children. So that, with all boldness and confidence, we may ask Him yep. as dear children, as their dear Father. Yes, I'm going to also let you in on a little secret. The the um, catechism that we do before Bible class and before Sunday school every Sunday morning this year is going to be the catechism for midweek. So that's going to help you because we just talked about this petition. When God, God tenderly invites you to believe what he has told you, that you are his children, and how are you made his children? In? Faith. No. Where do you go to be made a child? Baptism. Yes, baptism. <gasps> and uh, so he invites you to believe that you are his children, and what do children do? They ask their parents, in this case, their father. So you can go to God and ask him for what you, would, what you need, and what he has promised to give you with the same boldness and confidence that you would go to your own mother and father here. Now, for next time, it's the first petition. All right? But uh, just the petition and the what does this mean. Okay, so what is the first petition? Hallowed be thy name. What does this mean? God's name is certainly holy in itself. That means that do your prayers make God's name holy? No. Is it you that does anything to make God holy? No. God is holy all by himself. He doesn't need you to make him holy. But we pray in this petition that his name would be kept holy among us also. What commandment do you think that sounds like? That his name would be kept holy among us. What was the question again? What commandment does that sound like? Do not misuse the name of the Lord. Yes! Which number is that? First? Not the first. No. Not the third. Second. The second. I want to say yes, it goes like this. Okay? The first three commandments. God. God's name, God's day. Or like this, God, who God is, what God does. Here is God, don't have anybody else. Here is who God is, 
don't treat him as somebody other than who he is, and here is what God does, so make sure that you go to receive all of the things he does. Okay? That's your catechism for next time. Time for a quiz. You don't like the term quizzes? I guess I'll have to make them harder so they're more interesting. Please don't. Well, Kipton doesn't like them. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I guess he's not being engaged. I'm going to have to really crank it up, I guess. Yikes. <laughs> Maybe we'll do seven terms instead of no, just please five. Please don't. Okay, well, because you think they're so easy, Kipton, then for every one you get wrong, I will count it as negative two instead of just negative one. That way, because it's so easy, I'll be sure that you get all five of them right. Well, nobody else complained. Complained. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't test me, child. <laughs> okay, here we go. Number one, are you ready? Number one, the saving message of God's grace and forgiveness to sinners. And it is the message to sinners of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. What do we call this saving message? And I will give you a bonus point if you can tell me what do we call people who write down this saving message. And I'll also, because I'm feeling generous and because Kipton thinks this isn't interesting, I'll give you another bonus one for this, and that is what are the what is the name of the kind of a book that it ha records this saving message of God's grace and forgiveness? Okay, so the question is: Here's the term, the saving message of God's grace and forgiveness to sinners in the death and resurrection of Jesus. That's the term, the message. The bonus term number one is. What do we call someone who writes it down? And number two is, what do we call the book of the written down message? Emma, did you have a question? The second bonus point was my question. Okay. Look, see, I answered it and you didn't even have to ask it. I'm all full of skills. Number two. This is the title given to the apostles and it corresponds to the number of tribes of Israel. Number three. The teaching and preaching of the apostles that was given to them by Jesus. Yes. Can I repeat this one that I just read? Yes, please. yes, I can. The teaching and the preaching of the apostles that was given to them by Jesus. Number four. The New Testament term for the Lord's Supper. 
And I'll give you a bonus point if you can put down another name for the Lord's Supper. I'll only give you one bonus point. If you write down a different name for the Lord's Supper. There are lots of different ones to choose from. Write any one of them down and you'll get a bonus point. The one I just said, mm -hmm. the New Testament term for the Lord's Supper. That's the whole term. Lastly, number five, someone who believes in Jesus and who trusts in his word and who follows him. It can also be somebody who is a catechumen. Luke. Can you repeat two? Can I, I can only repeat one. I'm just <laughs> I can repeat number two for you, yes. I'm sorry, I should repent of being such a sass. <laughs> number two. Uh, okay, yes. This is the title given to the apostles that corresponds to the number of the tribes of Israel. That's a huge clue. <coughs> yes, Emma. Can you repeat number one? I can repeat number one, yes. Let me find number one. Number one, the saving message of God's grace and forgiveness to sinners in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. The bonus point number one is, what do we call someone who writes down that message? And number two, what do we call the books that the people who wrote down that message? What, what do we call the books of that written down message, written by those people? Leela. Can I repeat number five? I can repeat number five. Somebody who believes in Jesus who trusts in Jesus' word, and who follows Jesus. And it can also be a catechumen, which we just talked about, being a catechumen. You are all catechumens. Remember what I said a catechumen is? No. A faith baby. It is a student. Excuse me. <laughs> no, if you write faith, baby, I will take a point away. <laughs> okay. Leela, we're going to go this way today. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> what is number one? Holy Spirit? Mm, no, it's not the Holy Spirit. The gospel? It is the gospel. And there is a trick here in the bonus questions. This is the gospel. Luke, did you have the first bonus point? What is the, what is the title we give to someone who writes down the gospel? Evangelist. Evangelist is correct. I wrote it down before he said it. Okay. Because okay. I, I was just writing it down. Oh, I didn't, I, didn't even, I didn't even notice that. You shouldn't have said anything. Because I wouldn't have been suspicious, but now I am. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just teasing you, Emma. I'm just teasing you. Okay. 
Emma, what is the second bonus point? That is, what do we call the books that the evangelists write? No, I'm not looking for the names of the books. I'm looking for what the books are called collectively. That means all together. What do we call those books? Kipton? Did you have it? Do you have it written down? I didn't write it down, but can I try to take a guess? We need to keep going. Do you have it written down, yes or no? Well, what did you write down? It's not the apostles. Gospels. Gospels. That's the trick. The, the message is the gospel with a capital G. And the books of the gospel are called Gospels. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Yeah. Yep. Oh, but Kipton said it wasn't interesting. <laughs> are you having fun now? Yep, all day. Yeah. You're now the whipping boy, Kipton. Mm -hmm. All right. The whipping boy? That's whip, the, whip. the whipping boy is what you call somebody who takes all of the punishment. I take all the Today you're going to. <laughs> okay, number uh, two, Liam. The twelve. The twelve. How many tribes of Israel are there? Twelve. What do we call the apostles specifically? The twelve. Why? Because they are the twelve chosen disciples. Out of how many disciples? Bonus point immediately. Immediately means fast. Nope. 72. Your hand wasn't up. Disciples? Uh, 100 and... No. Who? Oh. It's 872. 72. Oh. I was going to copy off of Leo. So I figured out the way. <laughs> 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 Wait, Kipton, you said you were going to copy? Uh-oh. No. Well, there's another strike. Said it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number three. We got to burn through the rest of these. Number three. That's you, Memphis. Apostles and doctrine. The apostles' doctrine. I yeah. just did apostles. I put ands. I put a uh, comma. I just did that. There isn't a comma and there isn't an and, but I will give it to you yes. this time, not in the future. It is the apostles' doctrine. So when we say that this is an apostolic church, it means it is a church that teaches the apostolic doctrine or the Teaching of the Apostles, or the Apostolic, or the Apostles' sure. Doctrine. Okay, so the Apostles' Doctrine. I mean, that's what I yes. I just put that there because I thought that was in the You put a comma or an apostrophe? Apostrophe S. If it's on the top, it's an apostrophe. Apostrophe. That means it's the things of the Apostles, possessive. Okay, Leila, number four. Yes, it is the breaking of the bread. I have the bonus. Okay, what did you write down? The feast. Mm. The feast of what? Oh, you can redeem this. The feast is not correct, but the feast of something is. Can I try? You may. I'm giving, it, I'm giving you one chance to try right now. Feast Nobody else gets to try. Only Leland. I can't remember his song. Disciples? Nope. Oh. I can't give that to you. The Last Supper? Uh... It's No, I can't give that to you either. It, this isn't the Last Supper. The Last Supper is when Jesus institutes it, but it isn't. The, the Last Supper is one thing that only happens one time. Communion. Communion. Oh, that is correct. Communion is correct. For 
on Feast, it's the Feast of Victory, right? You can have the Feast of Victory, or you can have the Feast of the Lamb in the, His Kingdom. Did you write it down? You don't get points for anything yeah, you didn't I know, write down. I, I know, yeah, I put communion down, but I knew okay. what it was. Communion is correct. Did anybody put anything other than communion? Potluck. Potluck? <laughs> it, is, it is not potluck. Potluck is, we do potluck in that side of church. We do communion on that side of church. The breaking of the bread is communion. Potluck is fellowship. Did you, you have communion or did you have something else? I have communion. Okay. I would also have accepted the sacrament of the altar or the Eucharist. Uh, Luke, back to you here. Number five. Disciple? A disciple, correct. You, uh, you catechumens are disciples. You want to follow Jesus. A disciple is anyone who follows Jesus. At the very beginning, there are 72 close disciples who follow Jesus. Now there are many, 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 many. Okay, Memphis, how'd you do? Five? Yeah. Liam? Nine. Goodness gracious, did I give out that many points? Yeah, yeah for the 72. Oh, that's right. That was an off-the-cuff one, wasn't it? Okay, Sadie is not here. Uh, Emma? Seven. Luke? By the way, the top two are only within a half a point of each other again. So this is all still very close. I think I know who it is. Yeah, Actually, there are, there are three people that are all kind of tied. Uh, Leela. Kipton. Seven. Good. I don't have to take any away. I said I was. I said everyone you got wrong, I was going to take away two. <laughs> but it doesn't matter now because you got seven. You went above and beyond. You went above and beyond. Well done, Kipton. Well done. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of all of you faith babies. <laughs> okay, let's look at Acts chapter 3. This is where we're going to be. Acts chapter 3. All right. What on earth? I dropped my term thing. Okay. Acts chapter 3. Let's go... Did we go counterclockwise last time or clockwise? Counterclockwise. I don't know which way. We're going to go clockwise this time. So it'll be from me to Memphis. Starting at verse 1, Acts chapter 3. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. What are they going to do at the temple? Memphis. Pray. Yes. How do you know that they're going to pray? Memphis. That was to you. How do you know they're going to pray? Because they're going to the temple at the uh, hour of prayer. Yes, because they're going at the hour of prayer. It'd be kind of silly if they went at the hour of prayer to go grocery shop. Uh, they're going. Yeah, they're going at the hour of prayer because now they're going to go and pray. Memphis, number two. And a certain man, Wayne. What does that mean? Other than not cool. Yes. Yes, he's a cripple. He can't walk. He's lame. 
lame from his mother's womb was carried. What does that mean, Memphis, that he was lame from his mother's womb? That he was disabled, from, he was crippled from his mother's womb. Like, as he was born, he was crippled then. From birth. He's always been crippled. He was born crippled. Sort of like the blind man. Anybody remember the name of the blind man? No, What's but I've seen him in the play at Jesus and grandson. I remember that because he was like, can you help me? And he splashed water on his face and he was like, I can see now. I remember that. Yeah. Do you remember his name? No. Something. Kipton? George. <laughs> I thought. Starts with a B. Do you have it? Is it Barnabas? No. No, not Barnabas. Barnabas is a Barnabas uh, is one of the sort of fringe apostles. He follows Paul around. Okay. Did you have it, Emma? No, Bartimaeus. Yep. Yeah, I do remember that though yep. from Bar Bartimaeus the blind man. Okay. So Bartimaeus the blind man born blind, this man here, born lame. Okay. Whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms yep. from alms. those who entered the temple. What are alms? Memphis? Uh, people. Mm. Maybe people who guard the temple. No. Who go to the temple daily. No. It's like, it's giving money, it's like, Yes, it is money that you give. So in the church, there's two kinds of money that you give. Uh, there's tithing and there's alms. What is a tithe? What does that mean when you tithe, Memphis? Uh, and it's like a money currency for church? Well, yes. So think of it like this. You get offering envelopes. What do you put in the offering envelope? Money. Money. Why do you have an envelope? Well, there's lots of reasons. But one of the main reasons is because in the church you tithe, which is when you get money, you take the first fruits of your money, you carve some right off the top, and you put them in the envelope and you give them to the church. Oh, so it's like the first thing you should do yeah. with your money. Tithing is how much? Uh, It is a certain amount. That is uh, correct. Overdoing it. No, no, no. I'm saying, what is, what, how much is a tithe? Jesus says, here's how, want. here's kind of, it is between 10 and 100%. Wow. Between 10 and 100% is a tithe. So that's money that you give to the church. And then alms are money that you give to the poor. And one way that you can give alms, it's not only money, and tithing isn't only money either, um, but one, one form of alms would be something like the food pantry. So when you get your paycheck, you put, you put some money in your offering envelope to give to church, and you take some of your money and you go and you buy food that you donate to the food pantry to give out to people that are in need. So those are the two kinds of giving that Christians do, tithes which go to God and alms which go to your neighbor so that you're always sharing what you have. So they take this man and they lay him down in front of the temple. Why? It's strategic. Memphis? Uh, to try to bless him? Uh, no, not to bless him. He's asking alms. 
But why do they put him at the temple to ask for alms instead of in the middle of the square? Yes. Because it's praying now, so you should pray for it. You're, you started off on the right track. It is the praying hour, which means everybody's going to the temple. Ah. So he they get, gets himself set up right by the temple to ask for alms because he knows all of those people have to go right by him to get into the temple, and they're all going to want to go to the temple because now is the time to pray. So he's asking alms, please help me, help me. Who, verse 3, this man who, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for alms. Mm-hmm. Continue. And, and Peter directed his gaze at him as as did John, and said, look at us. Oh, see, I don't know, I don't like that translation, because that just is like saying, well, he looked at him. But Where are we? What? We're on verse 4. That was just verse 4. Oh. But if, if you have the New King James, it says, he fixed his eyes on him, which is like this. Be? Because you're my whipping boy today. Mm. <laughs> okay. So, this is, this is me gazing at... Kipton, here's me fixing my eyes on him. <laughs> Do you see the difference? Mm -hmm. How I look into your I eyes see it. deeply? Yes. Yes, okay. Into your soul. <laughs> yes, looking into your soul. That's, that's the difference. So he, he asks Peter and John, hey, do you guys have alms? Please give me some alms. And he looks intently at him. Okay. And so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Yes. So people, that means people are ignoring him. He's laying by the temple going, alms, 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 pity me, have mercy on me, alms. And the people just walk right by him. They don't even look at him. But then Peter and John look at him and, he's, and he says, hey, they're looking at me. And then he thinks... They're paying attention to me. Now they're going to give me money. money. money, money. Verse 6. I have a quick question. Yes, ma'am. So, um, the guy that was saying, like, give me alms, give me alms. Yes. So was, was he uh, poor or was he? Yes, he's poor because oh. he can't work because he's lame. So he has to, he has, if he wants to live, he has to receive alms. That's one reason why you give alms. The person who has shares what he has with the person who has not. That's the way that a Christian lives. In fact, St. Anselm of Canterbury, who was a medieval monk, I think he lived in the 1300s, he says, the person who is not willing to give away what he has is not worthy to receive what he does not have. So the Christian lives giving his money giving all of his possessions, really, some of it to God to help the work of the gospel, which in this case would be to the church, to help the church do what the church needs to do. And some of it goes to the poor, to take care of all of the people that are needy and who, who don't have as much. Okay? And alms can also be helping out with people in the church, like we've done for the last month for your family because all of the people who have 
should share of what they have with the people who have incurred need. So that's what the church does. We take care of all of our people and we take care of all the people outside that need things. Okay. So Peter says, verse 6, Mm -hmm. So, he doesn't have money, but what does he have? I'm asking you, Emma, because you're the one that read it. What does he have that he, that he gives? Yeah, but what does that mean that he gives Jesus? And what does he specifically say there? This is still to Emma. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ. So what is he really giving him? I don't know. Everything he needs, I guess. Well, oh, you're kind of right, Memphis. Mm, no. It's right there. The, the, name. the name of Jesus Christ. Remember, we talked about this just a little bit. Please do not lick your Bible. <laughs> is that the church's Bible? Okay, you take that one home now. I was looking closely at it. With your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it tasted sweet like honey, like the prophet Ezekiel says. Okay. All right. Uh, the name of Jesus. When you were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, that's the name of Jesus, which is all of who he is. Just like we say, hallowed be thy Name, and I told you, this is who God is. So when, you're, when Peter says, I'm giving you what I have, and what I have is the name of Christ Jesus, that is, I have the Lord Jesus himself, and I know that I have him because I have his name. And what does the Lord Christ Jesus do? Let's see. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Mm-hmm. Continue. So he, so he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Yes. So all the people saw him walking and praising God. Why is it important that you know all of the people saw him walking and leaping and praising God? Leela. I just have a question. Can I go to the bathroom? Yes. You don't have to ask to go to the bathroom. Just go. Uh, why does it matter that all the people see it? What if only one person saw it? Luke? Nobody would believe. But now everybody sees. And verse 10, I'll just read this one. And they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. They knew who this man was. They ignored him, but that doesn't mean they didn't know him. It's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. We yeah. know the blind, or we know the lame man. And now here's that same lame man, and he's running around in here jumping and leaping. And we 
we can write it down in the, in the book of Acts, and we can tell you that this happened, and you can ask anybody who was there. We're not making it up. It really happened because all the people saw it. Well, they're like 100-year-old dead. Pardon me? You said we can ask people. Well, I'm saying if I'm, if I'm Luke and I'm writing this down, now you can say, well, it wouldn't have lasted as long as it has if they had just made it up. Now, what does the name of Jesus give? From this. Yes, Memphis. Uh, what happens to the man? Uh, he becomes joyful. Well, yeah. Can you give me more, though? What happens? Why is he joyful? What happens to him? What makes him joyful? Uh, he can walk. He couldn't walk, oh, and yeah. now he, he was born lame, and now he's walking for the first time in his life. He can actually walk. Oh, now, that's what the name of Jesus does. It causes miracles. Now, think about Jesus for a minute. What kinds of things does Jesus do? Water to wine. Yeah, but what is that called? A miracle. A miracle. Jesus does miracles. How come Jesus can do miracles? Yes. Pardon me? The gift of God, a word of God, well, cause, because he is the word of, word of God. Because only God can do miracles, and Jesus does miracles, which means Jesus is the word of God. God. Yeah. yeah. So, you have to be God to do a miracle. But the apostles aren't God. What gives? Jesus blessed him. Jesus gave them authority. Yes. Apostolic authority is now what we would call it. This is why it matters that we are part of the apostolic church, the church of the apostles' doctrine, because they got it from Jesus, and Jesus gave them authority. Now, is the main thing in the miracle that a guy now can walk who couldn't walk? Is that the main thing? Yeah. No. That's the second thing. It looks like the main thing, but it's the second thing. What is the main is, thing? Is he giving everything that the person had? Well, yes, they're giving everything that they have. And what's the only thing that they have? Well, Jesus. They don't have anything but Jesus. And they don't have anything to give but Jesus. He, Jesus is everything. Here's what I have. I'll give you the Lord. And what specifically? His name, which is the fullness of himself. Who he is. How he wants to be made known to you. But also, no, the forgiveness of sins. What causes every ailment in your body? What's the word ailment? Oh, ailment means something wrong, a sickness or a disease or something. Yes. Pardon me? Sin, yes. Everything breaks down because of sin. So if they go and they find a man who is afflicted with being lame and they speak the name of Jesus and he now can walk, what is the bigger miracle? That he has his... Think about his sins. Think about his sins. That his sins are gone? That his sins are gone. 
that he has the forgiveness of sins. All right, now, Peter's going to preach a sermon. Verse 11. Now, now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the, in the porch, which is called Solomon's Greatly Amazed. Mm -hmm. Solomon's porch. And they were all greatly amazed, yes. Twelve. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us? As though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk. Yes. Did the, did the apostles do it? No. No. Are they some kinds of magicians that that waved a magic wand and said a word, and now look at this man. Are they little Harry Potters? No. No. That reminds me of like the people that Pharaoh where they would say, oh, yeah, Yes, good, yes. That's what Pharaoh's magicians did. They tried to imitate what God did, and they couldn't do it. One, when they, when they, when they were able at the beginning, yeah. they couldn't do it as well as God did it. And then they could they just couldn't yeah. do it. And they said, ah, well, we're done. This is God doing it. Yeah, I mean, they said there's, it was, I think it was when the river turned to blood. Yeah, they said, truly, this is the finger of God. So it, the apostles are smart enough to know this isn't us that is doing this. This is who? Jesus. It's Jesus who does it. And how do we know it's Jesus that did it? Because they gave, what did they say to the man? The name. The name of Jesus. Jesus does the work. Now, what does that sound like? In the name of Jesus, I forgive you. Now, where do you hear something like that? Church. In church. Is it this guy who does anything? No. No, except for maybe beat you at a board game. <laughs> That's all me. <laughs> but when it comes to forgiving sins, I don't have a thing to do with that. That is Jesus who does it. That's why we always do that in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, which is the name of Jesus, just like the apostles do it. And I do it because the apostles, through a whole bunch of people, told me to do it and gave me the authority to do it. And all of it goes back to Jesus' authority and Jesus' order to go out and do my work. Okay? So. The God of Abraham... The God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, the God of our Father, glorified his servant, Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. Mm -hmm. Again, remember last week, Peter said, hey, you crucified him. You crucified him. He said he was the Son of God, and you crucified him. And now they say, well, what's going on? And he says, I did this thing, uh, or I didn't do this thing. God did this thing. The God of our fathers, we're all together in this, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the promise. And what's the promise? That he would send the Savior, the proto-evangelion, remember? The seed of the woman. That's the promise to our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he came. Jesus Christ, that was him. He raised up his servant Jesus, uh, the, the man you called Jesus of Nazareth, and you crucified him. That's, his, that's what he's saying in his sermon. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. Now, what's the name of the murderer? This is trivia. 
It means son of the father. Is there like an actual Barabbas? Barabbas, yeah. Bar means son of, and Abba is father. Barabbas. So Barabbas is a robber and a murderer, and he gets let go, and Jesus has to stay and die. Okay. But you denied the Holy One. You asked for a murderer, and 15. Who are witnesses? We are. No, well, you're, you're fine. Don't worry about it. But it does make a difference when he says we are witnesses. Who is the we, Memphis? Us. No. No. Peter is talking. Peter is talking. Peter is chief of the apostles. Yes, the apostles. Remember that an apostle is somebody who was a disciple of Jesus, but also handpicked by Jesus witnesses of the resurrection, the crucifixion and the resurrection, and sent out personally by Jesus with his authority. That's an apostle. Did you have a question, Emma? Okay. Did you have a question? Okay. Um, in his name, yes. And may, by faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and, may, and know in the faith that is through Jesus, has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you Yes, what receives the gifts of Jesus? Faith. If Jesus says, here's a present for you, and you say, eh, no, then it hits the floor. But if you have faith and you say, Jesus says, here's a gift, and you say, oh, yes, please, then you receive the gift. Now, they said, here's the name of God, and this man, here's the what they say, who is the name? That's Jesus. Hey, and guess what? Look what Jesus did. And now I'm going to praise God in the temple. And he is... Uh, what verse are we on? We're still on 16, aren't we? 17. Se oh, 17, excuse me. Yet, oh, that's you. Man, I'm all kinds of confused. Where are you, Kipton? You're not helping me out. <laughs> Brethren. Brethren? Yes, that's like saying, friends, Romans, countrymen. I know that you did it in ignorance, as did, as did also your rulers. Yes, you didn't, you didn't know better. And who else didn't really know any better? Peter. What did Peter do? Denied he denies Jesus. But he can say, I did that in ignorance. I didn't know what I did. And it was foolish. But now I know better. Did it in ignorance, as did you realize. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets, that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Hey, everything that you believe and that you hear in that temple and that you're going to pray to the Lord about, he has already done in this person, Jesus Christ. And here's the proof of it. This man's sins are now forgiven. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Nobody. The name of Jesus is Jesus, and that is the, the gospel to, uh, for the forgiveness of sins to life. That's what they preach. Okay. Um, repent, therefore, and be converted. What does it mean to repent? Memphis? To know your sins. And to do what to them? Uh, uh, to try to get rid of them. Tur to... Yeah, turn away from them. And, to, and what does it mean to be converted? Memphis? To go from... Uh, the 
the death of sin to yes to life in to the have eternal, to life in the faith in the faith yeah so uh, another way of saying that is leave all the dumb things of the world behind and come to the good things of Jesus that's conversion okay so repent be converted believe the gospel all of this great things that's what he says that your sins may be blotted out. Hey, look, forgiveness of sins, just like this man. You see what happened to him? It happens to everybody. So that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. And I'll skip to the last verse. To you first... Uh, to you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. That's, he just preached a sermon of the gospel. Why does he heal the man? To proclaim the gospel of the forgiveness of sins and life in Jesus. Okay? Now, you have terms. You've got them here. The temple... You know that. That's the place where they went. Or, uh, yes, synagogue. That's the place where the Jews worship each and every day. The temple, there's only one temple, but there's lots of synagogues. Okay, one temple. That's the big capital of all synagogues, the place where the sacrifices happen. The synagogues, that's the place where you go, like, on the Sabbath to worship. But for the big high sacrifice days, the synagogue doesn't cut it. You have to go to the temple. Okay? A miracle, which is a sign that points to Jesus and to what Jesus does. And the biggest thing Jesus does is forgive sins. If your body is healed, it's because the sins are forgiven. The resurrection of the body, you know that, and we say that in the creed. Jesus is going to come and raise up all of the people who have died and been laid down, tucked in to take a long nap in the dirt. And preaching, which is proclaiming the word of God. And specifically what it does is it calls sinners to repentance and to faith in Jesus for forgiveness of sins. And with forgiveness of sins comes life. Okay? Questions about any of that? All right. Let's go and pray.